Welcome once again to Lato's Law. Here's Steve Lato. We've spoken quite a bit about qualified immunity, and that's the concept that police can be forgiven for a lot of the things they do because they're police and they've got special duties they've got to, you know, handle. And sometimes they've got to make decisions with, you know, split second timing and life and death situations. And by the way, qualified immunity was invented by the Supreme Court. It was not passed by a legislature or anything like that. It was just invented by the Supreme Court. But qualified immunity is out there, and people have been complaining about it for a long time, but of course, the police like it. And so once in a while, a case comes along where you go, okay, uh, I guess I kind of understood some of the rationale behind qualified immunity as a concept, but isn't that pushing it too far? And here is a case, a fake cop, someone pretending to be a cop, does something stupid, and when someone pushes them on it, they go, oh, Qualified immunity, because cops get qualified immunity. So if I'm pretending to be a cop, I get qualified immunity. Now, you'd think that would not possibly hold up in court until you realize, wait, courts are the ones that invented qualified immunity. Maybe they'll be amused by this and let it go. And they did. So this article is by Anya Bidwell and Patrick Giacomo, who are attorneys for the Institute for Justice. And they're talking about a case that they are currently working on. And it was reported in Yahoo.com. An engineer pretended to be a cop and detained two drivers. And a court said that was okay. Defenders of qualified immunity often use on-duty police officers as the doctrine's reason for being. As the Supreme Court itself admitted when it created the doctrine, out of thin air, whole cloth, whatever you want to call it, they just invented it, qualified immunity was intended to give police officers elbow room to make on-the-spot decisions even at the expense of denying a remedy for constitutional abuses. What happens, though, when a wannabe cop violates someone's rights to settle a personal grudge and wastes police time in the process? Should he also be entitled to qualified immunity? Well, according to a federal court in Minnesota, the answer is yes. Just last year, in the case of Central Specialties versus Large, the court granted immunity to a county engineer who used his government vehicle to stop two trucks belonging to a company that he didn't like. So it appears to be a personal grudge. He's not a police officer, but he's got a governmental vehicle. And so it kind of looks like it might be a cop car. You never know. He then made the people in the truck, the two trucks, wait for three hours until law enforcement came and he finally got somebody to cite one of the vehicles for violating a last-minute weight change that the engineer himself had imposed. Then, here's where it gets good, the citation was dismissed the following day. So the company filed a lawsuit and their case against the engineer was dismissed because of qualified immunity. So again, keep in mind, there's the engineer driving a government car. He sees something he doesn't like. He starts calling the police, but he holds these people there while he's calling the police. When the police finally show up, a cop apparently writes a ticket to one of the trucks. It gets thrown out the next day. The company that owns the trucks doesn't sue the police officer who wrote the ticket. They sue the guy who stopped them and held them for the police, saying he's not a cop. And the Minnesota court says, well, qualified immunity. Now, the U.S. Court of Appeals, the Eighth Circuit's grant of qualified immunity to someone who acted well beyond his job description, makes the doctrine into a mockery of itself. 
That's because for qualified immunity to be denied, there must be an earlier case involving similar facts in which a court already clearly established that the behavior in question is unconstitutional. Theoretically, that provides a future official with a fair warning to not engage in this behavior. But if the clearly established approach is applied to officials like the county engineer performing a traffic stop, it means that government officials acting outside of their job duties are far more likely to receive immunity than officials doing their jobs. Because this guy can say, obviously there's never been a case where an engineer pretending to be a cop held two trucks to get a cop to ticket them. So how could I know that was wrong? Therefore, I get qualified immunity. But of course, the problem is that you're not a cop. But the court said, oh, that's okay. That's okay. This case is a perfect example. There are, of course, plenty of cases clearly establishing that police officers cannot detain people for no good reason at the side of the road. Traffic stops are police business. Police make Lots of stops. There are a lot of cases outlining what is and is not permitted by police during those stops. If a person sues a police officer for an unconstitutional stop, chances are he can find a case that will say something on the subject. The same cannot be said of county engineers pretending to be cops. Find me the case that says a county engineer pretending to be a cop in Minnesota who stops two trucks is clearly violating the law. Oh, you can't? Well, then he gets qualified immunity. So, given that it is outside of a county engineer's job description to perform traffic stops, there are no cases addressing what engineers can and can't do during them. As a result, if qualified immunity is applied to officials acting outside the scope of their authority, they receive greater protection for their actions. An engineer acting like a police officer enjoys far broader immunity than a police officer actually doing his or her job. That's not what the Supreme Court intended when it created qualified immunity, although quite frankly, who knows what they intend. But this is now the law in the 13 states of the 8th and 10th circuits. In the case of the engineer, the 8th circuit granted immunity because there is no case that comes close to showing that county engineers cannot prevent trucks from traveling on a highway. Of course... Why would a county engineer get the qualified immunity of a police officer? Hmm. As the dissenting judge described it, the decision effectively cloaked misbehaving government officials with near-absolute immunity because there are no existing cases circumscribing or defining the scope of this newly discovered, unwritten law enforcement authority by officials not in law enforcement. So following this logic, If you work for the government, but you're not in law enforcement, you can do whatever you want. And you can't get sued for it because of qualified immunity. So when the Supreme Court created qualified immunity, it made a bet that our society was willing to deny someone's constitutional rights in exchange for police exercising their duties without the fear of being second-guessed. But if a rightful day in court is denied to protect the police wannabe, who has neither the authority to perform a traffic stop nor the responsibility that comes with it, we are paying a price without a benefit. We are giving our rights away for nothing. Now, the Supreme Court is going to have the opportunity to review this case and decide whether or not this makes sense under the qualified immunity scheme. And so the Institute for Justice is on the case on this one, as they do a lot of good work out there. I've mentioned that before. 
Anya Bidwell and Patrick Giacomo wrote this uh, for the opinion piece that got published, uh, and Yahoo.com is one of the places that published it. And so we've talked before about how insane they've taken qualified immunity. And the point is that if you go back to the very, very original concept of qualified immunity, and you say, well, a police officer cannot be sued just for doing their job. And so you go, okay, so someone gets arrested and they don't like it. They sue the cop. Well, it's part of the cop's job to arrest people. And you got to look at what the underlying facts of the arrest are, whether the arrest was appropriate, and so on and so forth. But you understand that there are going to be people out there, as a knee-jerk response, filing lawsuits against the police for anything they don't like. So you got to have some kind of buffer there, right? Some kind of buffer. So that's, that's the one extreme. But we've heard stories now where police were alleged to have stolen money from somebody. Okay, so a guy says, my house got searched and the police stole stuff and they left. And so he sued the police officers and the police officers didn't defend it by saying, we didn't steal that stuff. They said, oh, qualified immunity says you can't sue us. And that to me is a real problem. Because if you call me a thief, I'm not going to say, there's no rule against me stealing from you. I go, I'm not a thief. (laughs) The cops didn't say they weren't thieves. They said there's no case law saying that cops can't steal from places they're searching. Therefore, you can't sue us for that. Now, it's possible. It's possible that the legal department at the police department that was defending that case said it's easier to defeat it using this argument than to actually argue it on the facts. It's possible. But you understand it gives the police a really bad look. It it, it looks bad. It looks bad. So people thought, well, that's absurd. That's absurd. But, you know, it is what it is. To obviously overrule a Supreme Court ruling will take the Supreme Court. Okay? That's something. So here we have now where this is getting pushed to the absurd. You have the extreme, you have the absurd. Someone pretending to be a cop. He's not a cop. No one is arguing the man was a cop. He's pretending to be a cop. He gets qualified immunity also. (laughs) He should get pretend qualified immunity, but not real qualified immunity because he's not a real cop. (laughs) And this is possibly... Possibly the dumbest case I've heard about in a long time. Now, I understand there's other dumb cases out there, and I've covered other dumb cases before. But this one blows my mind. The fact that you have courts who've actually said that the Supreme Court created something that protects cops. So if you pretend to be a cop, it'll protect you too. That's absurd. That is absurd. And the other thing about this that I find truly troubling is that if I am a police officer, which I am not, but if I am a police officer, I would get offended that someone else is pretending to be a cop. Same way I get offended if somebody's pretending to be an attorney and they're not. And so if I was a police officer and someone in a government vehicle called me and said, I'm holding these people for you, come get them. And I show up and I go, you're doing what now? You kidnapped some people so I can come and write them a ticket? You're not allowed to do that. You're an engineer. You're not a cop. Why didn't the cops arrest the engineer? Uh, This case is so bizarre. This is one where you almost look at it and go, 
<laughs> Seriously, is this the onion? What's going on here? What is this? No, 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 no. Institute for Justice, it's a real case. So we'll see what the Supreme Court says. I hate to predict what the Supreme Court's ever going to do these days, but could it be possible that they'd actually say, you know, we created this qualified immunity to protect cops, not to protect fake cops. Is it possible they could rule that way? Is it possible? I, I would hope so, but we'll see. But the story is sent to me by Pam, Patrick, Larry, Mike, Jamie, Chris, and John from the Institute for Justice and Yahoo.com. An engineer pretending to be a cop detained two drivers and a court let him get away with it because of qualified immunity that protects cops and now apparently wannabe cops. <laughs> Bizarre. Questions or comments, put them below. Otherwise, I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thank you for watching Lato's Law. One loses joy and happiness in the attempt to possess them.